welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace and mercy and peace be with you. And, and also with you. Good morning from Coventry. I'm Catherine Fleming, the sub-dean here, and this Passion Sunday we've gathered in the ruins of our medieval cathedral, all but destroyed in 1940. Today the space is a precious symbol of honesty, brokenness and surprising hope. From the rubble a new cathedral emerged, an embodiment of the Ministry of Reconciliation, which invites us to travel hand in hand with God from a fractured past towards a shared future. The morning after the Blitz, Jock Forbes, stonemason, climbed the cathedral tower to survey the damage and spotted two blackened beams that had fallen as a cross. That charred cross stands today, its presence a reminder that in all our times of struggle and loss, God is with us, God's grace surpassing even God's justice. Our work of reconciliation emerged in those early days after the Blitz, as two words were written here behind me, Father, forgive. Not forgive them, for we know in our hearts that you cannot divide humanity into them and us. We all share responsibility for the world's problems and carry within us the potential to make choices to harm or to bless those around us. We reflect on those as we pray the Cathedral's Litany of Reconciliation which may focus on the global, but has its roots in the decisions that we make as individuals day by day. To join in the prayer, the only words you need are those that are behind me now. Father, forgive. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The hatred which divides nation from nation, race from race, class from class. Father, Father forgive. forgive the covetous desires of people and nations to possess what is not their own. Father, Father forgive. forgive. The greed which exploits the work of human hands and lays waste the earth. Father, Father forgive. forgive. Our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Father, Father forgive. forgive. 
our indifference to the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless, the refugee. Father, forgive. The lost which dishonours the bodies of men, women and children. Father, forgive. The pride which leads us to trust in ourselves and not in God. Father, forgive. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. The first reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 33, beginning at the first verse. Now Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming, and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. He put the maids with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on ahead of them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and the children, he said, who are these with you? Jacob said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maids drew near, they and their children and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And finally, Joseph and Rachel drew near and they bowed down. Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, to find favor with my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, no, please, if I find favor with you, then accept my present from my hand. For truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God, since you have received me with such favor. Please accept my gift that I have brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have everything I want. So he urged him and he took it. Then Esau said, let us journey on our way and I will go alongside you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are frail and that the flocks and the herds which are nursing are a care to me. And if they are overdriven for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant and I will lead on slowly according to the pace of the cattle that are before me and according to the pace of the children until I come to my Lord and see So Esau said, let me leave you with some of the people who are with me. But he said, why should my Lord be so kind to me? So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built himself a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the place is called Succoth. Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Padan Aram. And he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he brought for 100 pieces of money the plot of land on which he had pitched his tent. There he erected an altar and called it El Eloah Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
A reading from the Gospel according to St. John. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of the world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the Lord that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man who must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Two great themes that run through John's Gospel come together in our reading today. Seeing Jesus and the hour when Jesus is truly seen. People from another land approach Philip, one of the disciples, and say to him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. The disciples relay the request to, to Jesus, and he says, The hour has come. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now is the time when we can see Jesus clearly. 
then Jesus speaks about a grain of wheat. A grain of wheat must fall into the ground and die, he says, before it can bear much fruit. Next, we're taken into a prayer of Jesus that's so powerful it becomes audible. And Jesus says that the voice that sounds like thunder to people is God speaking. God speaking of judgment coming upon the world. And that judgment will take the form of Jesus being lifted on a cross, killed by the world's violence. And yet, says Jesus, by this judgment, this death, the ruler of the world will be driven out. Here in the ruins of Coventry Cathedral, we can see what happens when the ruler of the world does his worst. Destroyed in the hatred of war, we see in this empty space the damage that human beings do to each other when their relationships are disrupted, when they turn on each other, when they try to destroy each other. Our sins of division, enmity, pride become a judgment upon us because they lead to destruction, mutual destruction. But it's also here, in what's become known as the Cathedral of Crucifixion, that we can also see Jesus clearly. We see the glory of God revealed in him. We see the glory of his cross. The day after the bombing of this great cathedral amidst the smouldering rubble, two great beams of the once proud roof that were bound together in the shape of a cross. People of a bombed out city reached out to the cross, holding on to the faith that God has come into the worst of what we do to each other, to redeem us, to overcome our hatred, to bring the victory of life out of the despair of death. So on that same morning, the provost of the cathedral declared we will build a new cathedral and it will be the cathedral of resurrection. And it's said that in the still warm ash he wrote on the damaged wall, Father forgive, forgive us all for the sins of the world, forgive each of us for whatever part we have played in allowing the divisions, the enmity, the betrayal, the lies, the greed, the, the fear to damage and destroy us. But let the mercy of your forgiveness, O God, the strength of your light, the power of your love, drive out the ruler of this world. The new cathedral of Coventry rises out of the ruins of the old cathedral, a sign in stone of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Behind me, on loan from the Tate Gallery, is Jacob Epstein's huge statue of Jacob wrestling with an angel. Jacob's on his way to meet his brother, Esau, his estranged brother. Years ago, Jacob had deceived their father and deprived his brother of his birthright. Through jealousy and greed, 
Jacob stole Esau's identity and he suffered the consequences. Jacob's sin against his brother became a judgment upon him and he fled to another land. On the eve of encountering his brother again, Jacob wrestles the night through with this mysterious figure that so blesses him that he says, I have seen the face of God. Now he journeys on to find his brother, his estranged brother, his brother whom he's hurt, damaged and betrayed. Jacob's fearful. He sees his brother in the distance with 400 men advancing on him. He divides his family in two, hoping to save at least half of them. He goes ahead alone to meet his brother, to face justice, bowing before him, acknowledging he has sinned against his brother and against God. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. The justice Jacob met was mercy. The judgment that fell upon him was the embrace of grace. Truly, says Jacob, to see your face is like seeing the face of God. In facing the judgment that he knew was justly his, Jacob found the grace of God. I'll be standing here in front of the great baptistry window of Coventry Cathedral early on Easter day. The window faces east, so the newly risen sun will be filling the cathedral with light of every colour. I'll baptise people in this font, rock hewn from the ground of Bethlehem itself. We will have come from the darkness of the old cathedral carrying the light of the risen Christ. We will have heard again the story of Scripture tell us that though we turn from God and turn against each other, God will not let us go. Our eyes will have been opened again to the glory of the cross, God carrying the weight of our sin, God bearing the judgment of our betrayals of each other in his own flesh, God suffering the violence of the world. And we will have proclaimed again that Christ is risen from the dead, that God has faced down the sin of our hatred with the face of love, that God's judgment meets us in the embrace of mercy, that the world's darkness is redeemed by the light of God's grace. Each of us is invited to step into the life that the risen life of Jesus makes possible and to build a world that's flooded with the light of God, where wrongs are put right, where forgiveness is found, where relationships are reconciled and where God's justice is embraced through the grace of the cross. Let us declare our faith in God. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. On this Passion Sunday, we give thanks for God's immeasurable love, that passion for humanity that will not be satisfied until all things are reconciled and made whole through the power of the cross. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for the church, called to be good news, to make love real day by day, and we repent when we have hurt or excluded others resisting the radical power of God's love. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray with those who cry out for justice and hope, joining our voices with all who are oppressed, all who are despairing, all who feel forgotten by God and by neighbour. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for those who bear the burden of illness and those who care for them, that they may know that Christ walks with them in their suffering and will, in God's time, lead them safely home. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for peace across the world and ask God's blessing on all who build bridges and seek costly reconciliation in places of conflict near and far, remembering especially the war in Ukraine. God, our refuge and strength in trouble, Today we pray for the people of Ukraine and for those of Russia too, for those who awoke to great fear, for those fleeing their homes, for all facing danger. Help them to feel the comfort of your presence. Change angry hearts and minds. Drive out hatred with your love and war with your perfect peace. For we ask it in the name of the one who is our peace, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. We draw all of our prayers together in the collect for today. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Standing at the foot of the cross, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our, our Father, Father in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Christ crucified draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you today and always. Amen. Amen.